That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch-and-shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Dante drives in and out and bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you. The Jazz beat the Warriors tonight 114 to 106. We'll take you down to the podium coming up momentarily, but let's start things out with the sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. The Jazz shoot uh, 46.8% from the field tonight. Uh, they were 24 of 30, or excuse me, they were 16 of 38 from three. They were led by Boyan Bogdanovich, who had 32 points. All of his made field goals tonight, Coach, were threes. He was 8 of 13 from behind the line, 8 of 18 total. Donovan Mitchell with 28 points tonight, including some big ones in the fourth quarter. All five Jazz starters are in double figures. Rudy had 15 to go along with 15 boards. Joe Ingles, 13 to go along with 8 assists. And Royce O'Neal with 14 points of his own. And uh, those uh, starting five, Coach, carried the Jazz to the victory in the this one. Very much. Joe was a catalyst, the way he played. He got everybody involved. He was passing. He was driving. Donovan Mitchell was in a, was ball striking in the lane. Rudy was crashing the boards, especially in the third quarter when the Jets had that cl- classic run where they combined offense with defense, defense to offense, and kept on going. And most of all, they always found their friendly Serbian floor mate in the corner for that catch and fire three or catch side dribble three where he made it. And he's absolutely a knockdown shooter. Do you realize, Jake, that Boyan Bondanovich is shooting from the corner three, 56.4%. From the corner three. And for the listeners right now, uh, we, Jake and I talked about it in the pregame show. The corner three is 22 feet. And the arc three is 23 feet, nine inches. And there's a big difference. That's why most players shoot much better from the corner three, but you've got to catch it in rhythm. All right, let's throw things down to the podium where Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. Coach, uh, Boyan had a, he had a career high eight made three-pointers, and he'd had a little bit of trouble with shooting recently. What really made the difference for him tonight that he was able to just knock those down? Yeah, he kept shooting. You know, I think uh, anytime you know, someone can shoot, they just need to keep, keep doing it and try to take good ones. I, I thought... Um, we found him, you know, opportunistically, and you know, he'll make them. You know, and if there's a game he doesn't make them, you know, a lot of times he'll make them when they count. And I thought, you know, he, he's really good, um, you know, in those late game situations as well. You know, hitting big shots, and he did that tonight. Coach, back here. Yeah. So. Uh, you struggled in the first half, down by seven at halftime. What do you say to the team uh, to kind of get them going? Because you could tell there was a big difference uh, in the play in the third quarter moving on. Well, I, th- I think the offensive rebounds really hurt us in the first half. Just those are additional possessions. And, you know, they, they make you, Golden State makes you expend a lot of energy in the half court guarding them. And then they go to the boards. And, 
if you're you're athletic and you know Collie Stein, Chris, those guys are um, those guys are on the glass and you know we we needed to you know to be more disciplined just getting bodies on people and then there were some loose balls that usually if you're the more aggressive team you, you end up coming up with those and I thought the second half we did a, a much better job in those situations of and then you're able to obviously to get out and it makes the offensive end a lot easier. We also we turned it over early. Um, and the combination of those two things, giving the team extra possessions. I don't know how many more possessions they had than us in the first half, but it was a lot. How do you weigh the kind of the desire to play your starting five together, a lineup that's worked really well for you versus uh, maybe staggering some of those guys and having them help the bench unit? Um, you know, I, I, it's something, like I said, I think we've been conscious of during the course of the year. Um, and, you know, particularly with Mike out, um, you know, there's a lim- limit to how many people, you know, we have Donovan and Joe with that second group. Um, Joe comes out, obviously, at the end of the quarter. So, um, you know, I, I think our rotations... Um, you know, are always something you look at. Um, but in, in this case, you know, I feel like, you know, our bench played really well last night, and there's going to be nights where, you know, different guys um, step up, and you know, that, that, um, that's been the case with us, and it needs to continue to be the case. You know, I, I think any time you start changing things too much, um, you know, it doesn't, give a certain group of guys the opportunity to, to kind of find a rhythm together. So, like I said, I thought, you know, the other night in Minnesota, we, we had a good good run. Um, tonight, obviously, you know, I think Golden State had, had a lot to do with that too as far as how they attacked us, and I, I mentioned the, the board. So I think more than anything, you know, defensively, we just need to continue to be solid, and that takes care of a lot of stuff. If you can, you know, you can get stops, it's easier to, you know, to play offense, and that's what we have to do generally, and you know, we have to do it during the the middle of the game as well. There you go. That's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Uh, coach, uh, when talking about what adjustments they made at half, coach Chiesa, he talked about a lot of things that you told us at halftime, namely those extra possessions with the turnovers and the offensive rebounds. And that's boxing out. Old school fundamentals. Drive your opponent off the boards. It's dribble penetration. Uh, it's a crackdown rebound where I give help on, on the ball and my man rolls to the basket as far as trying to get on the glass. You need a third guy to win the mismatch rebound. And the Jazz were late to get there in the third quarter in particular that they did a better job of ball containment and if there was dribble penetration into the high paint area Royce O'Neal and Joe Ingles were involved in putting a body and Donovan Mitchell on the bigs of the Warriors and they negated their height and got the Jazz running. So a lot of it's based on angles, timing, and most of all, leverage. In any sport, Jake, leverage is everything. The ability to get up under somebody and drive drive the opponent that's bigger than you, drive away from the ball, is absolutely paramount. All right, let's check out your points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do live tonight, Coach. The Jazz outscored the Warriors in the paint, but not by much, 42-40. to 40. And uh, maybe on a night where Boyan Bogdanovich makes a career-high eight three-pointers, tonight might not have been uh, totally about paint scoring. 
No, it wasn't. But it, but the ball was in the paint, though. So a lot of uh, Boyan's uh, rhythm threes from that corner was because the ball was in the painted area. There's different ways to get the ball into the paint. Direct, direct post up. Uh, run to the dots on the seal off or dribble penetration and Donovan and Joe Ingles were penetrating into the painted area and that forced the wing player to freeze the, the freeze the defender guarding Boyan where they're caught in no man's land and they are the jazz of players through on-time, on-target passes. So a lot of it's, I call it, freeze game. You want to freeze the defense to, to be hesitant and whenever a player on defense is hesitant, that means why? He's a non-defender then. All right, uh, just to to keep an eye on this going on right now, Weber State is taking on Montana in Ogden right now in a quarterfinal matchup of FCS powerhouses, Coach. We'll just keep an eye on that for our listeners. Weber State just scored a touchdown to go ahead. Uh, right now they're up 9-7 uh, as the extra point is pending, which they make. So they're up 10-7 with 9 minutes and 46 seconds left to go in the third quarter. It would be really cool to see them move on to the semifinals. There's no doubt about it. Oh, very much. And it's part of it. Utah uh, Big Sky football, Big Sky basketball, is that uh, we're cheering for the Weber State Wildcats. No doubt about it. All right, let's go back down to the locker room where Tony Parks is standing by with Donovan Mitchell. Tony? I don't know why. I just, just felt a little tall the past two games. I felt a little taller, so I figured why not. You guys had some struggles in the first half, but uh, you go down uh, seven. But what was different as, uh, at halftime that uh, your coach talked to you about that you come out of gas? Honestly, it wasn't much to say. Like, we know exactly what to do. We just giving up rebounds. We're just staring, watching. Uh, we can't rely, you know, on Rudy, Jeff, and um, Bullion to help. We got to all help him get in there. You know, I had, I think I had two rebounds in the game. I think that that's not enough. You know, myself, Joe, Roy, so we got to get in there and help out. What do you attribute that slow start in the first half? I don't know. Uh, you know, we were communicating. We were doing all things. But at the end of the day, when they get eight offensive rebounds, I think, in the first quarter or whatever, like, that's that's going to take away from a lot of stuff. <laughs> that's going to take away from a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> I think, um, but like like I said, we were able to lock in. We only gave up four in the second half. And they're, they're a beast on the boards. You know, those guys are really active. And, you know, when you play with un- kind of an undersized, like, one through four, I think that's that's, uh, that's what you really give up. But we got to work harder and, and be able to box out and get rebounds. Boyan had a matched his career high with eight made three pointers tonight. How critical has he been in those clutch situations? Big time, you know. He makes for selfishly, he makes my life a lot easier, you know. But as a team, I think you know we all feed up for that, you know. Him, him. Uh, I don't know what's going on today? Um, he's 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 a big part of our offense, you know. When he's confident shooting the ball, I told him, like I said, you can go one for twenty six. No one cares. Like you know, just shoot, 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 and that's what he did. And you know, he's 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 a guy to really get going. Obviously, he struggled a little bit, but. I think he's back, so we're good. How much is this team had to just challenge themselves to have that mental energy to not let one mistake turn into two, turn it? You know, we could have easily said, you know, oh, like we were down 10 it was. We could have easily said, you know what, like, or I think it was even 13, 13. or whatever. Yeah, we could even easily said, all right, here we go again, you know, down at home to a team we, you know, should beat, you know, I think. But, you know, for us to be resilient and continue to fight it just shows what we've, the push, the progress we've made. But, like I said, it's only been two games. And, you know, at the end of the day, these are games we should win. But we got to go out there and continue to fight and be able to do it not against this team, but like against uh, like the Clippers, the Lakers, you know, the Rockets, the, the like all the teams like that. What do you like most about the precision of those late game possessions, both ends of the floor to put it? We were 
we were determined, you know. I think we ran out like the, the corner three I got, you know, it, from Royce. Like Royce was determined to run the lane. I sprinted to the corner, like stuff like that. That, that goes a long way. Um, my kick out to Joe, Joe being spaced, ready to shoot. Um, Boyan being ready to shoot off a pin down. <clears throat> um, everything, you know, Rudy coming in, getting a good screen. Like those things we got to be, you know, 100% on together. And that's that's what we're working on and we've gotten better at it. But like, as, you, as you mentioned, you came out with that better intensity to start the third quarter and then still they made a game of it late. What can you do better kind of in those situations where where those lulls happen to kind I mean, of uh, put them know, away? They, they're going to make their runs. You know, they, they got guys who can score and the guys who can rebound. It's a good compliment. You know, we got a lot of stuff we can work on defensively, but, you know, there are times where we looked like, you know, we did everything we could. You know, you can't help the ball being tipped in, you know, like sporadically, stuff like that, but, you know, we, we just got to communicate better, find ways to get back in front, you know, of, of, um, of the ball handler and just communicate a little better. How much is practice earlier today with Jeff, trying to get uh, the, the rhythm together, and uh, but you haven't had a chance to practice as much because the games have been so close together. Yeah. Now that did you have time to do that? Does this help? I think so. I think it just allows us, like you said, our precision to be a little bit better, understanding where guys are going to be, and teams like that, you know, who have great mid-range scores, are going to definitely test our defense, you know, and it, it shows. Uh, but like I said, it's, we're going to have our faults, we're going to have our weaknesses, but it's the the resiliency to come back and continue to fight and get stops when we need it. Three days rest uh, in your home again on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, how valuable is that rest? I'll be asleep all day. And I'll probably go watch BYU-Utah State. So um, I'm excited for that. And then we get back to just chilling in our own bed for – we haven't been able to do that in a long time for three or four days. So um, it'll be good. You know, but when we get back, we can't, you know, let – all right, we beat – had a great two games. we got to come back and, you know, still still lock in and still focus because we got a tough schedule coming up. we got to continue to, uh, to work. Guys, that's Donovan Mitchell. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much there, Tony. Donovan Mitchell tonight, terrific. 28 points, three assists, and four rebounds at your Jazz Game Night post-game show. We'll get coaches' thoughts on what Donovan Mitchell had to say coming up right around the corner. want to remind you, go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight, the Jazz beat the Warriors 114-106 to right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Uh, coaches, check out the assist feature, proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Throughout the uh, Utah Jazz season, Larry H. Miller Dealerships has donated $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you. Tonight, the Jazz had 22 assists, Coach, on 37 made field goals. They were led by Joe Ingles, who had eight assists tonight and once again uh, they did a, a really nice job moving the ball coach very much and all five starters had assists in the lineup for the Jazz the spacing of it the ball movement the cutting the the, the, the way the Jazz played the game as far as giving themselves up for, for a better shot and it was perfect and in that second half the Jazz popped that ball around led by Joe Engels finding Boyan in the corner for those for those uh, knockdown threes was absolutely spectacular so passing Pa- Jake, passing is cool. It's cool <laughs> passing. Yes, it is. I when you pass, everybody's happy. When you cut and cut with velocity, only only good things happen. So the Jazz, they're a passing cool team. All right, let's throw things back down to the locker room. Tony Parks is standing by with Boyan Bogdanovich. It was completely different in a 
in the third quarter. A lot of times this season we waited, we kind of waited to to get punches in the mount and then and then then react. But uh, but also we were way better on, on defensive board that allow us to to run in a fast break to get a couple couple easy easy layups and uh, and, and wide open trees. So energy definitely. That's the way how we how we have to start every single game. For you, you were able to see quite a few three-pointers go down tonight. What, what was really the difference in this game that helped you kind of stay consistent outside? I mean, the way the way they defended uh, Donovan Picaro, blitzing blitzing him and trying to trying to to get a ball away from from him, allow allow other other players to to shoot kind of spot up spot a wide open tree. So he did a he did a great job recognizing their defense and then like I said our defense third quarter also allow us to, to run and, and, and have a couple couple easy easy shots. You feel like your teammates are getting you the ball where you like it a lot of times? We are trying always to find a, to find a way to to get a ball to the to the wide open one wide open man. I think that Joe had also a couple wide open open looks. Royce Royce as well. Like I said, we adjusted on third quarter the way how they how they defended Donovan. So, were you surprised after your second or third wide open three that they were still leaving you open, or is that just your offensive system working? They were they were more scared of Donovan than than my three. So that was their their game plan. Every every single every single team got there on their own own game plan so so that was that was there but uh, like I said Donovan did a, did a great job uh, distributing the ball for for all of us you mentioned the need to come out and start each game with that level of energy that you had in the third quarter why do you think that hasn't been the case sometimes I think our, our habits gotta gotta be better. Like I said, we cannot wait to, to get punch in the mound because against against better teams that uh, that Warriors are, we're gonna we're gonna struggle. We're gonna get else. But uh, W is W. We got three days three days off right now to practice and, and get uh, get our habits habits better. And, and, and like I said, it would be would be three long days with uh, if we lose this game tonight. How does the practice help you get into a situation where you can play better from beginning to end? I mean, just just our defense. We gotta we gotta get back to our our principles. Our to get a to get a basic basic defensive defensive shell. Also, we gotta be way better on, on defensive defensive glass. I think that uh, second half we allowed just like four four three four offensive rebounds, and that also allow us to, to run. And we are one of the one of the best team on, on, on open court with Donovan and, and and his ability to attack, and then also Joe making making plays for for all of us. So we gotta be better better defensively and on a board to in order to to have a easy easy. Layups and, and shots. You need practice in order to kind of figure that kind of thing. I mean, it's all of us. We got to bring bring energy from uh, from first from first moment. But we got to go to the basic and, and go over pick and roll defense and, and all all of that. You mentioned three long days rest. You don't often get three days at home. Uh, how valuable is that for you guys? I mean, it's it's great for us, especially in this in this situation when we kinda kinda struggle. So it's it's great to get a to get a day off and then get a get together and and, and work on our on our game. Guys, that's Boyan Bogdanovich. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much, Tony. And Bogdanovich led the way for the Jazz tonight, coach, with 32 points. And he had been coming off a few games. Uh, we talked about it in the pregame show, which he struggled a little bit. And I think about Donovan Mitchell's comments when he was asked about uh, Bogdanovich, and they just want him to shoot. They know he he can shoot the ball, and if he's going through a cold streak, it's not going to last long. And in in crunch time minutes, when he's open, he needs to have that confidence to pull the trigger. Absolutely, he's a headache shooter because he gives the defense a headache when it goes 
down. And so what would happen in tonight's game is that there were quasi-trapping Donovan Mitchell where the big in the coverage on pick and roll was stepping out. It wasn't really a hard trap, but they got caught in no man's land, and that that gave the short roll to the basket, and they were hitting Don, they were hitting in the corner Bondanovich either direct pass or hit the roller then into the corner then. And with Joe Angles, when he has the ball, he's even more of a, of a, he's a tall target as far as dribble penetration. And Boyan was absolutely the benefactor of that because of how they space the floor. He's got parking lot range. He's a microwave shooter, and he showed tonight with the uh, eight eight May threes. But it all starts with the unselfishness of the Jazz perimeter players where the, uh, the spacing was correct. Jake, in that first half, the Jazz had erratic spacing, and that allowed the Warriors to uh, get a lot more steals and a lot more havoc as far as defensively. In the third quarter, the Jazz came out, spaced the floor correctly, continuously, and that opened up the three-point game. And in the fourth quarter, especially the last four months of the game, the Jazz were able to dominate in the paint area and kick it out to Boyan or Donovan getting top of the basket. Wonderful. Well, let's keep talking about uh, the three-pointer, Coach. Let's get to the three-point takeover sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Uh, tonight, the Jazz from three were 16 of 38. They shot 42%. Bogdanovich obviously led the way, 8 of 13, tying his career high, 8 made threes. Royce O'Neal was 2 of 4. By the way, Coach, Royce O'Neal took 11 shots tonight. I like seeing that. He was 6 for 11. But uh, 2 of 4 from 3. Joe Ingles was 1 of 3 from 3. Donovan Mitchell, 3 of 9. Uh, but the Jazz make 16 threes, Coach, and shoot 42%. Usually good things are going to happen. Absolutely. And also, it's back second to Royce O'Neal. Do you realize, Jake, that Royce O'Neal is the 13th best three-point shooter in the NBA, entering the game at 44.3? William Bondanovich is one— one ahead of him is a 12th best three-point shooter, and that will change as far as the metrics after tonight's game. So Royce O'Neal, what he does, he takes timely threes, that he doesn't force threes, and the ball comes to him, he's catch-ready and shot-ready, and he's got a good arc to the basket. And while Boyan Bondanovich, he's absolutely a hired gunslinger in a positive way where his range is uh, unlimited and he's got that strength where he can take a hit as far as the defense sort of bumping him and he can follow through and get that shot. So it all starts with passing and spacing and the Jazz shot the ball very well and they needed it. That every shot they made, it's momentum threes, Jake, where a lot of times when you swing the ball around or make an extra pass, it's a momentum three. It's really a team three because three or four players touched the ball. Even though Boyan made the three-point shot, it was the other guy's part of it as far as the interpretation of the possession that made the shot go in. Coach, uh, the, uh, the the Warriors weren't particularly good from three tonight. Nine of twenty nine, they shot thirty thirty one percent. But uh, looking at D'Angelo Russell's line tonight, he had eighteen points. He was eight of twenty uh, shooting. He was two of twelve from three, which means he was six of eight from inside the three point uh, the three point arc. So he he did not have a good night from three. He had a good night otherwise. Yes. No, he's a, he's a talented scorer. He's a shot creator. A lot of times he takes a misguided jumpers, and that was a three-point shot. Also, he, a lot of times he shoots the ball too much in front of his eye versus what? On the side, on the side of his head. And that little, that little ball location makes the shot go in. And he, should, he takes a lot of three-point shots, almost like a step-back three, Jake, where he gets the ball, bounces it, and steps back and shoots it, where it's not really in foot rhythm. It can go in, but it'll increase his accuracy. Now, let's give a shout-out to former Jazz man, 
Alec Burks, who goes two for four from threes, and he got the feeling that he wanted to. He played well tonight on both sides of the floor, and he shot the ball ten for sixteen, two for four from threes. He gets twenty four points, and he played really an effective game. You could tell he had a little extra spring in his step tonight too, playing against his old team. And uh, when the game went final, I think he hugged just about everybody. You know, Alec Burks was a really good teammate on this uh, on this roster for a long, long time. Had his ups and downs, struggled with some injuries, but he's an easy guy to cheer for and you got to feel good for Alec Burks in his 24 points tonight and, and we talked about this in the pregame coach you know he's getting a really good opportunity to showcase his abilities for his next contract and possibly a contract after that and to, to play his lay, his way into a role with the team maybe it's Golden State maybe it's somebody else but he's getting a terrific opportunity to get a bunch of minutes and, and play really well this is his ninth year in the NBA and he's a proven scorer Usually speaking, he's better off the bench because he's fearless in a good way. And he's a shot creator. He's a ball striker. So on an elite team like the Warriors think they might have been uh, back in October, he would have been a perfect guy where coming in the game and scoring points. Pitch him with Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green and that crew with him coming in the game and scoring off the bench to give them a lift. Now, his contract is it's only one year, and we'll see how it plays out. But he's a very attractive guy. Jake, if not the trading deadline, definitely next summer again. No, I'm sure the Warriors like him too. So yeah. we'll see how it plays out. All right. Uh, when the Jazz win, you win. Free pizza, that is. The day after every Jazz win. Homer away. Little Caesars is giving you a free pizza. Order one custom round multi-topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you will receive a free large extra most bestest pepperoni pizza using the promo code UTAHJAZZ. All one word. Valid at all participating Utah Little Caesars locations. Mobile orders only. Your final. The Jazz beat the Golden State Warriors tonight, 114-106. to 106. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. More straight ahead. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you at your Jazz Game Night postgame show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Jazz beat the Warriors tonight, 114-106. Now, Coach, we mentioned that we're keeping an eye on the Weber State-Montana game uh, for everybody, and uh, Weber State's got a field goal attempt here to try and go up 13-7 to on Montana. That game going on in Ogden, and the field goal's blocked, so that is uh, not going to count. But there is another sporting event we need to keep our eye on, Utah Volleyball is in the NCAA tournament. Our very own executive producer, Adrian Leiser, a volleyball coach himself. Adrian, do you care to update us on what's going on uh, in the match against Stanford? Uh, yeah, Utah won the first set in a close one. Stanford dominated the second set, so it's 1-1. to one. Now they're 5-5 uh, five to five in the third set. All right. So Danny uh, Drew's sister of Cody and Jackson Barton is one of the star players. Very on nice. All right, so so coach, we'll keep a we'll keep an eye on a couple of of uh, events across the state tonight for our listeners uh, driving home from the Jazz game. Uh, we'll get you back down to the locker room coming up here momentarily. Uh, let's take a look at your master of the glass tonight, uh, coach. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass also. Proud 
proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program. At the end of the regular season, SafeLight will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader with all proceeds going to benefit the neighborhood house. Of course, tonight's Master of the Glass, as usual, Rudy Gobert. 15 boards to go along with his 15 points. Three of those rebounds coming on the offensive end, Coach, and uh, Rudy doing his thing, and that's grabbing up the boards. And do, that was the uh, third quarter when Rudy got himself rolling to the basket. The shot was missed. He got back-to-back uh, stick backs, is that, and then the Donovan dunked one on a stick back. So in tonight's game, effort on the glass in the second half was absolutely critical, and the Jazz were able to the ball retrieve, both on offense and defense. They were more aggressive and physical. Defensively, they were driving the opponent off the board by, by old-school blocking out and getting leverage, and offensively, led by Rudy, they were when the shot was up in the air. Rudy was carving out space and playing big and rebounding the ball above his shoulders. In tonight's game, every Jazz player on the court got at least one rebound. So everyone who was involved, as far as in the effort of rebounding, and it's it's cumulative. I call it rebounding by committee. Well, we heard Coach uh, Snyder mention the offensive rebounds, and we talked about that quite a bit at half because uh, Golden State had 10 offensive rebounds in the first half. They only had four offensive rebounds in the second half, so 14 total for the game. And I think three out of four of those, Coach, came in the fourth quarter. So in that dominant third quarter where the Jazz were building up a little bit of a lead, uh, they really were effective uh, keeping them uh, keeping Golden State off the glass. In fact, Donovan Mitchell had a, a defensive rebound where he sealed his guy almost to the three-point line before he even got the rebound. So they, you could tell that certainly was a focus. He drove his the opposing team uh, back as far as his uh, his rival, and he kept between the basket and himself, and the ball came came to him eventually. But he held his block out, and it's all based on leverage and footwork and, and really driving the player who wants the ball away from the action. But it starts with technique. Everything is based on technique and tenacity. And on that one play you mentioned about Donovan, they had it. And all the Jazz plays had it, especially in the third quarter. you got to be physical, but you can't be crazy. Well, you just can't throw elbows all the time. And the better players that rebound, a lot of it's based on positioning, early timing, an element of verticality. Hey, Jake, I know a lot of guys can jump really unbelievable high, get very few rebounds. I know some guys that can't jump over, Jake, the Sunday New York Times and rebound in traffic. All right, let's throw things back down to the locker room. Tony Parks is standing by with Rudy Gobert. Tony? Great for, for the team, you know, to, to be able to score efficiently, to be able to create and find a... You know, either shots at the rim or Joe is able to kick out the threes or even finish, you know, that little, that weaker little ball fake that he does and finish at the rim. So, you know, it's, 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 it's great. You know, I think it creates offense for us. What did the coach take to you at halftime to kind of get you guys going? You had a little trouble struggling in the first half and then the second half you got going. I mean, just say that basically we had a, we knew the things that we needed to do better. You know, obviously rebound and you know also a little more physicality on the defensive end and, but mostly rebounds you know and uh, so we came out in the second half and you know we got a we forced the turnover right away and then got us going you know and we moved the ball offensively and then we were able to offer stops and our defensive rebounds to to run on them when the defensive rebounding isn't there is it a matter of who's picking up who or is it just mental energy I think it's just uh, awareness, especially when teams are going big on us. You know, we just uh, we know that we all have to do a little more. 
you know, so maybe not not as big as a team as the other team, but we have to, you know, be more physical, and it requires a little more mental awareness, you know. So we sometimes we we do it, you know, when we know that we need to, and and then we kind of forget, we get comfortable, and then we get the second quarter like we we got tonight, and it's almost like a wake up call, you know. And then we oh, we need to to box out. For the guys who are holdovers, how much of a mental adjustment is that going from last year, you know, having a lineup where you and Fabe were out there sometimes simultaneously to now having smaller lineups? I mean, we knew, we knew from before the season started, we knew that, you know, we were going to miss Fabe on the, on the defensive end and on the, on the board, you know, so we knew that everyone was going to have to do a little more. I mean, I, myself do pretty much the same, even a little more, and for the other guys, do more, you know. Uh, whether whether when when I contest the shot, come and get the big man because Derek is not there, you know, and or Jay, even Jay, you know. So we, we, we just gotta you know, we do it. We do it, we just gotta do it all the time. And when we give up one or two offensive rebounds, it's gonna happen every night. I mean it's gonna probably gonna happen every night and we gotta clean that up quick and don't wait until we you know, we give up eight or ten. Now got three days off here at home until your next game. What are these? Uh, what does this weekend look like? I mean, it's just going to be good to to be home. You know, we don't have a plane to get on. There's no mechanical issues, nothing. <laughs> so we we hopefully my car is working. But we just got to get home, and you know, the family is here for myself. I think for a lot of guys. So we just uh, recharge and, and then get back to work uh, Sunday. How much does having two potential practice days? You know, do what, what that, do for this? Since uh, I think since almost training camp, maybe so. You know, just get together, uh, get our habits back. You know, and uh, you know, and get our legs back and our minds right, and we'll be fine. Guys, that's Rudy Gobert. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much, Tony, and uh, Ruby, uh, rebounding, a theme certainly of the night. You heard uh, Rudy talking about uh, really attention to it there in the second half and how it got away from him there in the second quarter. And obviously rebounding is something that Rudy takes great pride in, Coach. And he's very good at it because he plays big, but also he's so active and he has timing. Most times when the Jazz are a good rebounding team, they win the mismatch rebounding game where there's pe- dribble penetration. Rudy gets the angle, tries to give help whether they block the shot or alter the shot, and the shot was taken. So now Rudy's trying to get back into the play, but in the meantime, Rudy's arrival, usually, most times short corner spacing, is crashing the board, offensive glass. So now it involves a help-to-helper situation where a smaller guy, it could be Donovan Mitchell, it could be Royce O'Neal, it could be Joe Engels, Brian Bondanovich. They have to come down and crack down rebound, and your sole purpose in life at that minute is not allow the bigger opponent uh, to touch the ball where you drive that player off the glass to try to team rebound. So Rudy is absolutely a, an elite rebound. As a matter of fact, uh, Jake, he's third in the NBA in total rebounds. He's, average, he's averaging 13.7 rebounds per game, only behind Andre Drummond and Clint Capella. And Rudy's averaging 3.5 offensive rebounds a game. So he's an elite rebounder and shot blocker, but he needs help from his sidekicks. And in the second half... 
the third quarter in particular, his sidekicks came through with leverage and physicality. And then on the offensive side, it felt like his teammates really made a more of an effort to get him involved offensively in the second half because he was a little bit uh, he, he did not have a good half uh, offensively in the first half. He had two points in the first right. half. And that's when Joe Angles on that pick and roll, he was pro dribbling. They got caught. They got caught in freeze frame as, as the big in the coverage. They weren't sure they're going to trap it or um, or play center field. And Rudy would rim run, and the tag defender who was guarding Boyan Bandanovic because there was so much uh, uh, superior spacing where he didn't want to leave Boyan in the in that that segment. Rudy was getting a, cl- a clean run to the basket because the tag defender, meaning the help side defender, was too small. Once Joe threw the ball airborne. The, the smaller defensive player could not get there, and Rudy was finishing at the rim. And if it was missed, he get a tap back. So it all started with spacing, Joe on Joe on a, a, a pro dribble, and Rudy rim running created so much problems for the for the uh, the help side defensive player of the Warriors. Uh, again, Rudy tonight with 15 points to go along with those 15 rebounds. He did have a uh, two block shots, including he blocked a three-point attempt tonight, which you don't uh, see all that often. The Jazz led by Bo- uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, who had 32 points. Donovan Mitchell uh, with 28 points. Uh, very efficient, 10 of 19 from the field, too, from Donovan Mitchell, who just continues, Coach, to be good. He was really good to start the year. I mean, there, there you could have made an argument that during that road trip there was a, a slight bit of a lull, but... I mean, really, he's just been terrific all year long and was terrific again tonight. Rock steady. It's third year in the NBA. The game is slowing down for him, which is which is absolutely critical. Where you see things in a much slower pace, even though you're an elite athlete and you have tremendous ball skills. So the ability to read situations almost before it's going to happen gives you that sixth sense and the gamemanship and savviness that you need to make plays out of nothing. And then you combine your athletic skills. Once Donovan goes airborne, he's almost impossible to stop. He's making some... He's really got a good middle mid-game as far as range jump shots. Yeah, you like to shoot over the top. In jazz basketball... Do you emphasize taking the three or shooting at the rim? There's one slight problem some of the time. The opposing team doesn't, doesn't cooperate. They stay at home, not tonight on Boyan, which they should have the words, but they didn't know. And that gives you the middle game, that drive game. And that's what Donovan has excelled this season. Plus Donovan, you know, he's just Donovan Mitchell. He's, he's so easy to cheer for. He's a great member of the community coach. We, uh, we, we had his, um, his locker room interview earlier on in the show. They asked him what he's going to do tomorrow. He said, well, he's going to sleep when, with his day off and get some rest. And then he said he's going to get up and go to the BYU-Utah State game. And you know what, Coach? We'll come here tomorrow for the Beehive Classic, and you'll uh, look down, you know, in the first, second, third row, or whatever he uh, seats he gets, and there will be Donovan Mitchell, probably Royce O'Neal right next to him, taking in a, a great basketball game here at this arena, and and just being, you know, kind of normal everyday basketball fans. It's really cool. Love it that they get out and and go to different events uh, uh, around the valley. It's pretty cool. They're part of the community, and as young people, they're evolving, and the Greatest Salt Lake City and Utah, really, they, they, they want the players to be like them in a, in a positive way. And that's it. So they're so easy to cheer for because those guys get it. And just generally speaking, the last 40 years in jazz basketball, most of the players got it that they are part of the community. And that's why the jazz have a, a wonderful organization. Is from, it starts with ownership, the coaching is superior, the personnel people do a great job. Oh, by the way, they dug out Royce O'Neal, 
Russell Neal was playing overseas. So now they, Russell Neal was overseas for five years. They dug him out, meaning what? They found him, and now he's back. Now he's the 13th best three-point shooter in the NBA. It's not by accident. It's by what? By diligence. Uh, uh, a story, and I, I've told this a couple of times, Coach, but it really was, uh, and, and as long as we're talking about Donovan in the community, it really was something funny to see. Uh, you know, in connection with the Summer League here, they do the three-on-three tournament now, right? Over there in the, the Park Place parking lot, it's turned into a, a, a really, Happening. really fun event. And, and the first year that they did it, uh, I can't remember who it was, if it was the Utah Jazz Twitter account or whatever, but uh, sent out a picture of the three-on-three tournament. And, and Donovan tweeted back at the account and said, this is going on right now. How did I not know about this? And uh, Donovan then left his house came right over to the three-on-three event, and here was the funny part, Coach. You know, all these games are going on, right? And as soon as, you know, the the buzz word passes, you know, Donovan's here. And Royce O'Neal was there, too, by the way. And Royce is here, and, and these guys are here. The game stopped. No whistles. Everybody just put down the basketball coach, and the whole tournament just flooded over to see these these jazz players that came to watch the three-on-three event. I just thought it was, it was so cool. He was not obligated to do that. You know, he didn't even know what was going on, and he just he came over to support, and I I, I thought it was just kind of one of those really cool spur of the moment things that just uh, shows that this type of stuff's important to him. I think it's awesome. Oh, very much. And let's add, member. He's from a, a family from sports with his dad, and so he gets it. When your your father works in professional baseball for all those years at the dinner table, you're talking about being professional 24 hours a day, and that's Donovan. And uh, let's not forget, Jake. Oh, by the way, he's only age 23. Yep. So you imagine when he's 27, 28 with all the game experience, with some serious hops and how his game is evolving. Because right now he's got a wonderful game averaging 24.9 points per game, but it's how he gets him under control. All right, we want to remind you, go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll uh, get Coach's uh, final thoughts on this one coming up right around the corner. We'll get uh, Coach's thoughts on Orlando, the magic as well. It's all straight ahead here on your Jazz Game Night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night postgame show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Jazz beat the Warriors tonight, 114-106 to 106, to move to 15-11 and 11 on uh, this uh, season. Uh, Coach, and actually thanks to uh, Marquise Chris missing a couple of foul shots in the fourth quarter. Free chicken for everybody. During the fourth quarter, any time a player from the opposing team misses two consecutive free throws, the entire state of Utah wins a free original Chick-fil-A sandwich. Offer redeemable only through the Chick-fil-A app. You must have the location service turned on in the app in order to claim your sandwich. When activated, you must claim the offer in the Chick-fil-A app within 48 hours and have five business days to redeem it. Uh, This offer is no longer connected to tickets or attendance at the game. Uh, Limit one entry per user. Real quick update. Still uh, still going on, Coach. Right now, 10-3 Weber State on top 
top of Montana. Uh, about 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Montana has the ball uh, deep in their own territory, about their own 15-yard line. However, the weather looks like it's cleared up. Uh, let's get a quick update on the other sporting event locally that we're following tonight. Utah taking on Stanford in the NCAA tournament in volleyball. Adrian Elizer, an update for us? Uh, Utah fans did not go well in that third set. 25-10. It was 5-5 five to five and then it ended up being 25-10. That's that's a tad one-sided. That's, yes, it is. Yeah, that's uh, that's not so terrific. So we're hoping to rebound in the fourth here. Alright, so we're we're keeping everybody uh, up to date. Coach, uh, we'll talk about Orlando coming up here in a second, but uh, this is uh, certainly rare during the NBA season. Not as rare as it used to be, of course, because they've, they've made an effort uh, in scheduling to spread things out a little bit, but three nights off. The Jazz don't play again until next Tuesday, and they're at home, so there's no uh, there's no travel involved in that at all. Uh, talk about you know what an advantage it's going to be to get these guys uh, well not only rested, and I, I'm guessing they take tomorrow off practice, but then to have a couple of days a solid practice to to get ready. It'll help the execution both sides of the ball, offense and defense. It'll give them a chance to understand and improve their concepts and do some of the basic drills. A lot of times when you don't practice, the players know it, but they're a step behind or there is a Four guys might know what to do, but one player is lagging. And that's you want to get everybody, all five players, play uh, at the same time as floor mates. And that's both offense and defense. So practice is absolutely important. As I always say, you want to practice not long, but you want to practice well to keep developing the habits. And for the guys, the second-year guys, it's absolutely critical that those guys uh, can try to figure out in their own way how can they score the ball off their defense. By the way, blocked punt. Weber State gets the block punt in the end zone. They now lead 17-7. to What a big play for uh, for Weber State. The other nice thing about having a few days off, Coach, Michael Conley is still uh, nursing that hamstring soreness, tightness, whatever word you want to use. Uh, you know, he these are now three days off. Uh, of course, he's been out for a little while now, but maybe you can get him back uh, in time, if not for Orlando, maybe for the Eastern uh, Conference road swing coming up. Also, Tony Braley didn't play tonight because of uh, illness. So the Jazz played Tuesday against Orlando here at home. Home. Then they go a mini th- uh, three-game road trip Thursday at Atlanta, Saturday, meaning December 21st, at Charlotte, and Monday, December 23rd, before Christmas, they played the Miami Heat, Jake, who are undefeated at home. I'm not sure who won tonight between the Heat and the— uh, The and Heat Lake. lost. Okay, so, so it's they, their first they loss. first loss at home, yeah. Okay, so they have one loss at home. And then for the, for the listeners—, uh, listeners have a great Christmas. They come back to Jazz December 26th. They play here against Portland, uh, TNT, 8.30 start here at Vivint Smart Arena. So for Mike Conley and for Tony Braley, give them a chance to, one, get healthy and also, as far as physically, if they do practice, get some rhythm. Can I ask you, uh, just uh, this is a, a personal curiosity question, Coach, uh, of one of those behind-the-scenes things. When when somebody gets sick, like if Tony Bradley you know, gets the flu or something, and I don't know what Tony's dealing with. We hope he's, he's doing all right. But uh, let's say somebody gets the flu. How do you deal with that with the team, especially if you're on the road or something like that? How do you isolate somebody? Because i got to imagine, worst-case scenario is half the team gets sick, right? Very much. So what happens a lot of times with the, the doctors and the trainers, they will keep that player back at the hotel room and they'll limit his access to the rest of the team until they feel that he's uh, he's uh, 
100% better. So it's a fine line where you're on the trip physically, but you're not with the team all the time. Or if you really are sick, truly, sometimes they might send you home commercial. Okay. Just send you home commercial because it makes no sense to be uh, out uh, out in um, out in the East Coast where you really are. We say you have the flu, God forbid, and you really feel miserable. They'll send you home. Yeah, because I mean, folks don't think about that. These guys, these players. I mean, they're they're humans. If if uh, if the flu bug spread, spreads through the team, I mean, that's that's not good. So I remember one time with John Stockton back in nineteen ninety. Let's not forget now. John Stockton only missed twenty two games in nineteen years. He missed uh, eighteen games in nineteen ninety six ninety seven season when he had that knee surgery after the Olympics in in Atlanta. But in nineteen ninety. In the East Coast trip, John was sick as a dog on the plane getting there to Charlotte. He played, uh, he tried to gut it out and played. He was really unbelievable sick. We, we sent him home commercial. So was for, he, missed, he missed the rest of the trip. He only played one game out of the four games. That's the only time, Jake, he was ever sick to miss a game wow. in 19 years. How about that? It's hard to believe. All right, uh, quick thoughts uh, on this uh, Orlando Magic team coming into town on Tuesday night. Well, Orlando right now, they're going to start a, uh, a road trip. They lost tonight at home to Rockets. The Jazz get them on a second game of a Western Conference road trip. The first game is Sunday in New Orleans. They're, they're missing Nick Vucevic, who's an all-star player, averaging 17 points a game, 11.6 rebounds. And Alfred Amino, who we all like as defensive guardian, he's out with a torn uh, meniscus tear. But with that, though, they have back. Evan Fournier, one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA at 41.1 and high-flying former dunk champion Aaron Gordon and Markel Fultz has, has resurrected his career. The former first pick of the draft in 2017, he's now the starting point guard after having struggling in Philadelphia. They made that trade last year. He's, he plays for the Magic. He's averaging 12 points a game and 4.1 uh, assist per game and he's found a home in Orlando so Orlando will be a, a tough out Less point is this let's give a welcome on, on uh, Tuesday night to former Jazz player and former Jazz head coach Tyrone Corbin who's now the assistant coach of the Magic how about that all right, uh, tonight the Jazz come away with a win over the Warriors, uh, led by Boyan Bogdanovich, 32 points tonight, a career-high tying eight made threes. He was 8 of 13 from three, just terrific. Donovan Mitchell with 28 points on 10 of 19 shooting. Joe Ingles, 13 points to go along with eight assists. Rudy Gobert, 15 points, 15 rebounds, two assists, and uh, two block shots. Royce O'Neal added 14 points tonight on 6 of 11 shooting. Uh, we want to say a big thanks to uh, David and Ron doing a nice job calling the game tonight, of course. Thanks to Tony Parks doing the sidelines in the locker room. Thanks to the broadcast assistants. Thanks to Adrian Leiser. Executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thank you, Adrian. Excellent work, of course. And uh, we want to th- say thanks to our sponsor of the post game show. That would be Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coach, thank you very much. Always fun hanging out with you. Thanks, Jake. Your final tonight. The Jazz beat the Warriors 114 to 106. Our next broadcast, not until Tuesday night. The Orlando Magic are in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.